We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Jen. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, as usual. How are you doing, Angelica? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I mean, considering what's been going on in this world, all this drama that's been popping off and happening, I have to consider myself blessed and lucky. But anything crazy been going on with you lately? No, no, nothing really. Just, you know, the usual life. Well, I have a crazy confession tonight. I hope it makes a lot of people laugh. So, wow. Um, we just. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But otherwise, y'all, this is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your co host, John Mosby. And you are listening to. Confession session. I'm going to just let you say it now because we can never get it together. So. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. See, I was anticipating, too. I was waiting out. No, because oh, you, like, you, you paused too long. I've been trying to tell you, like, come on. And you always pause, like, five seconds. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not going to say it no more. I'm going to let her have it. Like, I'm just going to let her have it. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, y'all, you know, we until we get it right, we're going to keep doing it. But anyways. I do want to thank you all for who all tuned in last week. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you all that's tuning in this week. Once again, as I say every week, just don't be afraid to share, retweet our posts, and in pretty much in regards to confession session. And if you know somebody with a secret or somebody that needs to get something off their chest, do not be scared to send them our way. And before we get started, before we get started with our hot topic. Jen is going to let y'all know what our question for today is going to be. Absolutely. And our question for today is, why is it so hard to forgive? Mm, and it mm, is, mm. <laughs> why is it so hard <laughs> to forgive? Yes, right, because we have so it. many topics that we need to talk about today, y'all. We're going to just go ahead and get that one question in and pop in, and we really want to hear y'all views and opinions, but... Other than that, yes, we have so much to talk about this week. It's just crazy, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a psycho past few weeks. So, yeah. So <laughs> on to the first hot topic. <laughs> I want to talk about. Uh, I th- I don't know if it's nice or niece. I want to say because like Venice, so I'm just gonna say like niece friends. If it's nice, y'all, please just let me know. I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Um. But anyways, there was um. Attack another terrorist attack. This will be the third terrorist attack that in these mm-hmm. France. Um, what happened was uh, Mr. Lahulaji uh, Boulel. I'm not pronouncing it wrong. Who cares? Um, he was um, <laughs> born in Tunisia. He lived in France um, since 2009. 31 years old. Uh, married, even though he beat on his wife. We'll talk about that later. But he drove a truck. Um, along the promenade during, like, Bastille, um, during Bastille Festival uh, and fireworks in Nice, and it killed 84 people, um, wounded 303 people. 
um, just a terrible act. Um, and also, yeah, like, yeah, and they were saying, like, they did not expect it from him. But I, I feel like all these people, you never really know. You, you never really know anyone. Um, but, yeah, what do you feel about that, Angelica? I just feel like, you know, anytime one person passed away, it, it's sad. It's so sad. But when a massacre like such happens and, you know, all of these people are killed and, you know, pretty much murdered in just such mm-hmm. a in such an area where there's supposed to be peace and fireworks, um, it's just an tra- absolute travesty. I just felt like people, they were, you know, I mean, they this was linked to an ISIS attack. "Quote unquote," is they said. ISIS said this was them, pretty much, you know. And but yeah. but also reporters mentioned like, oh, he was Muslim, but he was not practicing Muslim. He was eating pork and drinking alcohol, taking drugs. Like so, what? There are so many people in this world. Anybody <laughs> can do any of the stuff that they're talking about and still do the type of things that happen. It's just sad, absolutely sad. I mean, all them people were killed. You know, they, their family and were lost out, and the only thing that they had to represent all them attacks was just a little bitch where they put the flowers and everything on. It was an absolute travesty, you know. It was extremely sad. What do you think about it? Um, this is along with what you were saying. It's sad, but it's, it's, it's like, kind of fucked up that at this time, like, we're starting to get used to these, yeah. you know, these mass murders. It's just everyone's just starting to become, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they just like you, you don't really think about it. It's like you you think about it that day and then you keep moving forward, and it's and it's a shame. Like, you know, I hope that they take care of what's going on, but it's just you never know. Like I was saying, and you know, I've been saying like now I keep my keys on me all the time when I'm at work yeah. before I sleep them because we have to change at work. Um, you know, I sleep them like in my locker or whatever, and it's just like it's sad that I have to be ready. To just live a normal life. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially at how young we are, especially how young yeah. we are, yeah. you know. And the yeah. fact that it was six people that are in custody in connection with this attack, I mean, to me, that sounds like a very well-planned attack. Like, you're, you're, you got a 20-ton truck, and you're crushing different individuals for more than a mile. I'm just trying to figure out, though, with all the social media that's out there, why somebody didn't say something or you know, why we ain't hear no screens, get the hell out the way, move. But, I mean, if you think about it, a mile is about a minute. So that means that he just crushed a whole bunch of people for about a minute and then, you know, moved along because they didn't even, they, they're pretty much fingerprinting him, you know, as a discovery from his identification card in the truck and got mm-hmm. his fingerprints from that, you know. So, I mean, it was just sad. I just feel like that's, it's not a safe place. A lot of people want to go to Paris. A lot of people want to go to France. I mean, it's just nowhere safe. You're never safe anywhere. So, yeah. Well, I'm still local right now, but as far as when I do start <laughs> to travel, I definitely will not be going to France. No. <laughs> There's too much going yeah. on right now. I mean, you never know in the world, but it's just like they didn't have three terrorist attacks this year. I'm going to leave France alone right now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the Baton Rouge police shooting. Um, oh, Gavin Long, a former, a former Marine who was discharged at sergeant rank, um, according to CNN. He killed three officers. He wanted three other officers. Yeah. Um, what happened was police was called, um, saying that it was like suspicious activity on airline highway. He was uh, 
walking with the assault rifle, and once they did arrive, she started to just go ham and just, you know, shoot all of them. Um, he also had, like, a very, like, um, active online presence. Uh, he used a pseudonym, Cosmo, separate, sep- I can't pronounce none of this shit, uh, Septempra. <laughs> um, and he would also mention, like, on, you know, like, Facebook and YouTube, because he had, like, YouTube videos or whatever, saying he was, like, you know, physically exhausted from the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and also about the murder of black men by law enforcement and how it's just continuing to, to happen, which we all, we all feel like that. Um, he also is a follower of Conspiracy Theorists, which is, you know, it's kind of weird. And he also I just committed, feel like, go ahead, my bad. No, you're fine. Um, he also commended Mika Jackson, who, you know, we talked about last week, who killed like the six officers in Dallas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you feel like? I mean, you know, I, I don't know what he did, at, why he did it. You know, I mean, well, I guess I know why he did it. But mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, I don't know why. I mean, it was he did this on his 29th birthday, you know. And, yes, we have so many different things that's happening right now, yes. But the Black Lives Matter move isn't about retaliation. And I feel like that has a lot to do with our question of the evening. Why is it so hard to forgive? You know, it, it's not. This is not about retaliation. We we're trying to get ourselves out there to let them know that Black Lives Matter. But we're not trying to kill police officers to make them more aggressive. You know, we don't want them to come back and, and be that threat that we're already scared of. Hell, I don't even want to get pulled over by a police officer right now. That's how I'm, right. I'm like, no shit. If I get pulled over, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. You know, and with these <laughs> consistent shootings that has been happening of killing police officers. And trust me when I say I don't like cops, period. I don't like them. But I'm getting scared and I'm getting nervous because when they start, you know what I'm saying, I can have my damn little baby, my three-year-old son in the car, and I feel like I'm not safe just because of all the things that has been taking uh, place since the since these attacks happened a few weeks ago. You know, um, he was, and then again, these men are being killed. Like they, I feel like they obviously know that this is a suicide task that they're committing. This is a, a suicide run, you know, and it, it's that's pretty sad too because that's another person that could be using their knowledge to help out with the Black Lives Movement, but instead they're using guns and weapons. And I mean, this is scary and it's sad, you know. And it's not to come out of cops no more neither. A black cop was killed, you know, yeah. and, a, and a Hispanic and a white man. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't give a damn what you look like. They killing all the cops, so shit. Right. Cops don't kill all the people. They already killing black people. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to get worse, and it's scary. How you feel about Gavin Long of Candid City? <laughs> um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I think it, they're going about it the wrong way. Like, I know everybody's tired, but it, it just shouldn't be you know, where it's all this unnecessary violence. Like I've been yes. preaching, there's other ways that we can go about doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it does take, you know, dramatic situations to cause change sometimes, but it's just, I just don't agree with it. And like you were saying, it's like yeah. another black man who before he was a police officer, he was a black man. So I'm sure, I would hope that, you know what I'm saying? You don't get 
you wouldn't get jaded. And then right. forgot who you was. When you take that suit off, you looked at as a nigger too. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's it's just unfortunate. I hope there isn't any more instances like this because I think it's, it's stopping the movement. They're going to start looking at us. And you know they're ready to play terrorists on everybody but them and the motherfucking KKK. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So I hope it, it, yep. it's other ways that we saw this. I, I do like as far as the whole, you know, activism and the boycotting, but I don't agree with violence. That's too much. And I, wanna be, I don't 100%. want to to see me and fear me because, you know, i got a lot to do, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> anyway, um, did, you hear, did you hear about Melania Trump and this whole, you know. Oh, my God. Come on, let's be serious. <laughs> Who hasn't heard about her old thieving ass? Oh, immigrant <laughs> ass. Like, this bitch feeling, oh, my goodness. Hell, yeah, I've heard about her. And dude, I actually listened to the speech side by side. It was so pathetic. I'm at work, and I'm cracking up loud as hell. Like, I don't give a damn. This shit is hilarious. Did you seriously figure out and think that she was going to get away with that? Yes, this happened, you know, in 2008 when Michelle Obama, she gave that speech. Bitch, we know. We know that this happened. You know what I'm saying? But right. cue, cue everybody in as to what exactly this was about. <laughs> so uh, during Melania's Trump speech, um, General Republican National Commission in Cleveland, um, she pretty much just gave the same exact speech that Michelle Obama gave uh, in the Democratic National Convention in 2008. Trump's <laughs> yes. um, campaign immediately, <laughs> you know, they denied it, the accusation saying that it's not true. You know, I guess that, you know, a lot of the the phrases that Michelle used, they said, was phrases that anyone could, you know, say, and then they cited, um, like, two other places that, you know, that also use the same phrases. But um, two days later, Meredith MacGyver, who is um, like their speech writer for the Trump campaign, said Mm -hmm. that she talked to Melania, and Melania was saying that she was a fan of Michelle, and she was giving phrases that she wanted to use. And so Meredith used the phrases, not realizing that, she was taking it exactly from. That's uh, a damn Obama. lie. Absolutely. So it's like, but I mean, so it's like, okay, so did Melania not, you know what I'm saying? Did she not know that Melania was stealing it or, you know, vice versa? Anywhere you go, like, somebody knew what, what was going on. It's like Melania can say, like, she didn't know, but you read it. Obviously, if you're telling her words that, that you got and you want to be said in the speech or whatever, and you're like reading word for word, and then they come up on the speech. You know what I'm saying? They come up because I'm sure that like she read the speech before she actually, you know what I'm saying, presented the speech. Then Absolutely. you should know she read the speech several times. <laughs> yeah. Dude, twenty-two, twenty-two out of twenty-six words. Twenty-two out of twenty-six words in that little phrase alone. That's not even the first time that she's been marked for doing some type of speech that had to do with plagiarism. Like, it's been consistent. This is not the type of people that we need in our White House. This yeah. is ridiculous. Like, and then on top of that, you know, these the Trump, he got, you know, lots of supporters. You already know. And a lot of them people were even offended, you know, and they felt like, damn. You know, this bitch can't even write a damn speech. She don't even know <laughs> basic English. 
she didn't even yeah. pass the third grade. Like, you know, it's it's pretty pathetic. When you have to yeah. plagiarize a whole entire paragraph, like, we know what's happening. We know what's going on. We've seen this. Did you really think because this happened eight years ago that this wasn't going to get found out immediately? Like, this right. is the type of shit that you can't do in the White House, bitch. You can't just Especially do it. Especially on the same okay? time. And then it's See, the I think she's so used death. to. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm going to get real nasty ahead. about her. I'm about to get real nasty <laughs> about this now. <laughs> but I feel like she's used to stealing people's poses. You know, she's used to being that naked strip, uh, that naked, uh, uh, you know, person in Playboy or whatever she was doing. And she's used to stealing those poses and those, you know what I'm saying, whatever, those photos and stuff. She for, she she forgot. This is the White House. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just kind of crazy. But go ahead. No, I, I was just saying the fact that they were lying about something so simple. It's like, what else would you lie about? You know what I'm saying? It's it's a fact. Like if she if she plagiarized, just said it. You know, I got carried away with it. You know, I respect what Michelle Obama was saying, and I wanted it worded the same way. Everybody knows that you're not Absolutely. this, you know, saying scholar, and right. you have every. <laughs> you're not even from America. Like you know, what I'm saying you can barely speak English <laughs> as is. So it's just like we would have been understanding. But it's like the fact that everybody's saying like, oh no, it's just a. a Strange major coincidence, you know. It's ridiculous, you know. It's like y'all gonna be lying about everything. Y'all lying about something this simple. Y'all gonna be lying about everything, you know. The state oh, of the country, yeah. man. It's like <laughs> I'm interested. I mean, I already am not trusting. I don't. Right. I'm like, I don't. But I, but I honestly just feel like that this is they're making a mockery of everything so that Hillary can get voted in. And, and I don't. I don't mind it because it's just That's like a- you can't be this stupid and people actually just be going for it. Like everybody, everybody, it's a lot of dumb like motherfuckers Trump out here. is gonna make change. You know what I'm saying? What a man that makes up to seven times is gonna make change. Like, come on now, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but anyway, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden and Drake are beefing. Um, I don't know oh, if you all know. Gosh. Uh, but Joe Budden uh, initially started a beef, or what he's saying, rehashed a beef by uh, releasing a diss, releasing a diss, making a murderer. Um, he said it was from a subliminal diss that Drake made um, when he wrote the song 4 p.m. in Calabasas. So how it all started was uh, Joe Budden said that he was disappointed in views because he was a fan of Drake and he was, and that Drake seemed um, uninspired. Uh, Drake replied back with a diss in um French Montana song, No Shopping, saying like pump pump it up. Um but French Montana said that he didn't believe it was a diss because Drake right. never mentioned Yeah, he never mentioned Yeah, it's like who like seriously, nobody says pump pump it up in no kind of catchphrase. No nothing. <laughs> um, but that's my shit though. We not even do sipping on a drink, sipping on a drink. That come on, let's be serious. That song hot as hell, okay? Like, <laughs> Joe Button asked him to go sit down on a button somewhere. Ain't nobody got time to be playing around with him. And then that this <laughs> that he made, like, that, that shit was so old school. Now, don't get me wrong. Joe Button, he got bars. You know what I'm saying? But as far as him coming back with a diss song such hot, as uh-huh. that, and that's what exactly. I'm saying. Like, old school. Like, um, 
the brilliant idiots, Joe Budden was on. That's like another podcast I love to listen to. Um, Charlemagne Andrew, they were talking to uh, Joe Budden, and that's what they were saying. Like, Joe Budden was so pissed, but it's just like Drake makes singles. He makes music for 2016. Like, ain't nobody doing that same shit no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. get mad at it. And that's yeah, all exactly. that, you know, everyone's saying, but it's like Joe Budden's just so, like, hurt by it. And then he also said that he feels like Drake uh, came out with the initial sneak disc with 4 p.m. in Calabasas uh, because of him, like, having sex with Tahiri. Because I guess Drake uh, was secretly, like, hooking up with Tahiri back in the day, and, like, no one knew until Joe Budden just oh, recently aired goodness. that out, which is kind of psycho. It's like, man, why did you... You know what I'm saying? Throwing skeletons out of the closet. I don't got shit to do with you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm going to still <laughs> stick by Drake, my Scorpio buddy. Um, I love the song Sipping on a Drink. I mean, I know that's not what it's called, but that is my shit. And mm-hmm. I just feel like Joe Budden, at the end of the day, he's trying to be relevant. Last time, I even heard anything besides this, these diss tracks that he made. Or even seeing him on was loving hip hop, trying to get that quick two gram real quick. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like wow. he's just trying. Like I, I listen, I listened to the song. You know, he was like pump, pump, pump it, but he wasn't like you know like pump, pump, pump it up. Pump, like you know what I'm saying? Like his, the, the yeah. beat wasn't even on it. But I did feel like Drake was coming at him a little bit because he was talking about how he was the man. He he wasn't the man that he wanted to be or something like that. So. That kind of threw me for a loop, like, whoa, loop. But um, other than that, you know, like, that was, he didn't even go hard on him. He just said a little something, something. Like, why are you tripping about that? Like, shut the fuck up. But That's this is going to be like. interesting piece. It's going to be interesting because, like they said, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm not the biggest Joe Budden fan. And, you know, I fuck <laughs> with Drake as far as, like, singles go. And I listened to a couple of, like, his songs and albums, so I'm not the biggest Drake fan either. So I don't really know as far as, like, their music. I know they're both good artists. But, I mean, this is going to be a nice lineup as far as the rap beats go. So I'm excited to see what goes from I hope it doesn't, like, it, it don't go the wrong way because we don't need no time for, like, violence in our community. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just needs right. to be. Right. So, yeah, you know, not what I They need to go at it and each other out a couple times, and that's it. Like, you know, keep it pushing. <laughs> but anyways, I want to talk about Cat Von D. not too stupid. Yeah, Cat Bondi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know unless you are on like you know a frequent user of like Instagram and stuff like that, you probably not gonna know who either one of these people are. Uh, but Cat Bondi is a slurry tattoo artist. Um, she was on LA Tattoos. Um, and Jeffrey Star, he's like just basically like a social media celebrity. They both have made brands for themselves, especially like in the makeup world. Um, they're having a very public feud because Kevin D is saying that Jeffree Star is racist and how he handles business is wrong. She said that she yeah. introduced him to uh, BJ Betts, who is another celebrity tattoo artist and a logo designer specialist um, during, you know, Jeffree Star's conceptual phase of um, the line that he has now. And Jeffree Star basically couldn't afford him, and so he moved on. But anyways, he moved on with his design. So he never paid uh, BJ Betts, but used his work. Um, Jeffree Star has came out and said that, you know, all the allegations that she's making is wrong, even though he never addressed being a racist, because there was a video that was released of him, like, saying at least he's not Mexican and, you know, yeah. bitch and, like, all this other stuff, which is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
but he was just saying that, basically just saying that Kat Von D is a hater and that he, he said that she went this way about it. But I agree with what she was saying. And to me, it didn't seem like it was some from malicious intent. She said, she didn't say that she made him, but she said that she saw something in him. You know what I'm saying? Being so different. Because the fact that he does wear, like, drag pretty much and how he talks and, you know, dresses is very, like, flamboyant. But, you know, before this, I thought, like, you know what I'm saying, it was dope, like, you know, how he looked and, you know, the makeup that he wore and all that kind of stuff. I thought he was, like, very good at what he did. Um, but now it's like I'm not going to even – I'm not going to even fuck with you like that. That I see that, you know, the kind of person that you can be, you know. But what do you feel about it? Nigger bitch is what I'm still stuck on. Like, right. that's ridiculous to me. I mean, you know, they were friends for 10 years, and I feel like Jeffrey felt like the video that Kat Von D uh, released was aggressive. But how is that regress- uh, aggressive when these are the type of things that you're saying? A lot of people, you know, they may be the same color as you. They may be the same, pretty much the same ethnicity as you, believe in the same values as you to a certain extent, but all because you're a racist and all because these are the type of things that you choose to live by, that don't mean that that's what everybody's going to live by. And, yes, y'all been friends for 10 years, but shit, friendships are made to be broken, you know what I'm saying? That, that's why it's a friendship or more of an acquaintance, you know, um, I felt like I don't really know who to believe in this in this uh in these two videos, these videos that were like an hour between the two of them. Um, because Jeffrey was pretty much stating that his family was getting phone calls, uh say, stating, you know, that people were gonna kill them just based off of what happened with Kat Von D. And Kat Von D, you know, she said everything that she had to say as far as, you know, everything that you just mentioned about how racist um, Jeffrey is and everything like that. And I'm just like, get over it, like, as far as Jeffrey goes, like, get over yourself. Cut it out. Yeah. You know, I understand that it's nice to be in the, in the limelight. It's nice to get your, you know, your three days of fame. But cut that shit out. Because as, as just as you came up in this world, you got up in here, you can be shut right the fuck down real quick. And that's currently what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure even our our listeners doesn't even know who Jeffree Star is. That's how irrelevant this individual is. So it's just like, you know, right. if maybe if you did something that was that impacted people, you wouldn't be, you know, seen as such a, a negative person. That's just what it is, you know? Yeah, I agree. How I agree you? with everything you said. I, I think that that's what it is. I think he, he's gotten too big for himself because of him always being an outsider, as she said, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying, he had a little bit of influence, and, you know what I'm saying, she brought him around so that, you know, really, like, I guess, sealed the deal, so to speak, like, made him look like he was somebody. And a lot of times I feel like when people, when they get this instant fame that they didn't really work for, like, you're famous for being nothing, you don't appreciate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and of course, with... You know, he, all, he's made a bunch of, you know, videos. If you look him up on YouTube, he's a makeup artist, and, and he basically, like, reviews, like, lip gloss and stuff like that. And all he does is just bash mm-hmm. different people. It's like, what are you bashing somebody for? Are you bashing them so because you make lip gloss, you want to make sure people only buy your lip gloss? Like, what's, right. the point, what's the point of even, like, reviewing somebody's makeup in the first place if you have your own line? Like, you know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. Exactly. 
Exactly. But exactly. I hope, I hope, you know what I'm saying, if you were ever interested in Jeffree Star and you liked his, you know what I'm saying, his lip gloss or whatever his, whatever he was promoting, you see the kind of person he is now, and I'm sorry. Like, it's no apology. You, you said what you said, <laughs> you know. So you exactly. can't fuck with him. Yep. Like, we got to stop putting, we got to stop putting our black dollars and people that are just going to take it. Like, you know what I'm saying, they don't respect what we are. They don't respect what we do. You know what I'm saying? And they just want to take our money. Like, we got to, we got to refuse that. Like, we got to keep it pushing. And I'm glad Cap Von D did it. Like, he can say she's a hater, but to me, it doesn't look like she's being a hater. She's basically saying, like, you're fucked up, and I will no longer be a part of it. Especially with her being Mexican. Like, that half her looking great. Like, you know what I'm saying? With videos like yep. that getting leaked. You know? Yeah. But um, I want to talk about Taylor versus Kim Ye, this long beef. Oh, what do you my think about gosh. That? It's hilarious. It's hilarious <laughs> that Taylor Swift sat up there to me personally and lied about, I just felt like she lied about the video, you know, pretty much stating mm-hmm. that it was, like, she didn't know about it and claimed that it was never approved, but, bitch, people, they record things. This is 2016. Everybody has something to prove nowadays, and she mm-hmm. should have known better. She should have known better. She's trying to seem like she is that perfect little white bitch that don't believe in, you know, just don't believe. Like, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. I don't know what she was thinking, but it's dumb, and I'm glad that Kim put her ass out there like a polar bear. You know, it, it's a wrap. But uh, <laughs> let everybody know exactly what happened. Let everybody know. <laughs> so uh, during the premiere episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, well, anyways, um, before even that, um, you know, Kanye released his album, uh, The Life of Pablo, and he has a song on there called Famous. And in the song, he mentioned, you know, basically like putting Taylor on. Um, and she came up, she came out and said that she didn't hear the song, even though he said that he let her listen to the song like she was cool with it. Um, so it's like being like a little bit of back and forth, like, but she basically just was saying like, you know, she can't believe she released something like this. She never spoke to her about it. But during the premiere yeah. episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians, um, they released, like, the videos of him talking to her on the phone. She's basically saying, like, she appreciate him putting on, putting her in the song and, like, all this <laughs> other stuff and that she admired him. Basically, like, yes, you know what I'm saying? Contradicting Just herself. Just the kind of person that she is. You said what? I said pretty much contradicting herself. Mhm, and that's what she gives me. Like, like she just gives me somebody that's just not real, like not genuine in any kind of way. Like she gives me right, like, one like, of the people right? that be like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> she said that the shit was a compliment, kind of. Like, I want mean, if if she had an issue about it, she should have addressed it over the phone. I felt like when she said the first, like you know, like oh, I'm like close to over. Exposure. When she mentioned all of that stuff, you know, the entire West pretty much stated like, "Oh, I think it's a really cool thing to have." You know, oh well, it's one. Uh, I think it's a really cool thing to have. She was, I know, it's like a compliment kind of. And I'm just thinking, if you had something to say to Kanye West, you should have mentioned it at that time. You should have told him yeah. when he gave you a call. But instead, you're up there being a fake ass bitch, as most people do, as most, you know. I, I witnessed a lot of that at work, you know, a lot of the pretentiousness. 
But, yeah, she's been extremely pretentious on the phone, and then she wants to try and come out. I'm just glad, like like a fool, but I'm just glad that they did record the video, and mm-hmm. she made herself look like a damn fool, seriously, extremely fool. But they're saying that she's planning on, like, filing a lawsuit against them. But and the bitch don't lose. She can't. She can't. Yeah, she can't because they said that it, um, there was clearly, like, production crew in the room during the time, like, you could hear them talking in the background. So... You know, but she like says she, that she's like, on speakerphone. It's like, you can tell me on speakerphone. Like, I'm on speakerphone right, right now. Your voice sounds different. Like, you, you know. It's, yes. And if you if you didn't, if you weren't for sure, you should have asked. Like, I want this to be like a private conversation. There's nothing wrong with being exactly. real. Like, at the end of the day, this is your name. Like, he's using your name in a song. And he doesn't know you like yep. that. And the history that y'all have had in the past is not a great one. You know, exactly. so why sit there and be like phony and be like, oh, ha, 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 ha. and then when it come out, act like that's not what it is. And I think they recorded it because they knew that they knew the kind of person mm-hmm. she is. Like she pretends and she's to all be all like pretty much, Exactly, exactly. And she fake. She's all like, uh, oh, joke's gonna be on everybody else. They think that you know. I don't know about that. And I'm like, hey, joke's on you. Okay, bitch. Well, then why are you acting like the joke's on them? Because it's not. Really, in real life, the joke is on her. Just for acting <laughs> as if, like, did she really not think? I mean, we do this. Then once again, this is 2016. People are going to pretty much record every conversation. Everything. You know what I'm saying? You have because to watch everybody wants proof. Like, I be with my friends and my family all the time, and I just be like, I look at that post, like, especially when I know I'm about to go in, because, you know, I'm very opinionated. I'm always, I'm talking shit about <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking shit about people, but, you know, how I feel, it, you know, just kitchen talk. So when yep. I see one of the phones lift up, I'll be like, okay, yeah, let me be quiet, because I know, you know, <laughs> I know how some of my friends are. They like to the Snapchat, and they like to the Instagram, and I don't want my voice in the background me going ham about something that has nothing to do with yes. nothing and then being a big deal, yes. you know what I'm saying? So you just mm-hmm. have to be mindful of all that. But I don't think she really cared. I just think that, she, you know, she's being her privileged white self and, you know, whatever. Yes. But question of the day. What is the question of the day? I forgot that fast. <laughs> Yo, our question of the day is, why is it so hard to forgive? So, Jen, why don't, since you forgot the question of the day, why don't you answer the question uh, of the day first? <laughs> uh, no, you why is it so Sorry, hard to forgive? You start. You really want me to start? Okay. I feel like yeah. pretty <laughs> – okay, well, I feel like as far as us humans goes, like when we do something wrong or hurtful or disappointing, we tend to excuse our own behavior by, like, attributing it by pretty much relating it to an external or outside thing that's happened. But all in mm-hmm. all, like, we are hardwired to retaliate. And that's why it's so hard to forgive because we're always thinking about retaliating, you know. Um, I think at the end of the day, we need to forgive and and figure out what the consequences of people's actions are or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because that's what we always do. We're always thinking about the consequences. But I think at the end of the day, that is the main reason why we're, we're hard to forgive because we're thinking that other folks, they're not. They think that their consequences have no reaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, for, for example, you know, you get into a relationship with somebody, you love them, they cheat on you, you know, and you forgive them. Well, they're probably going to think that 
shit. They can just do it again. And it's going to be consistent. And you don't want to break up with that person, but they're not going to change. So we're right. we're like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to give them one more time, one more time, one more time. And then you look like a damn fool after, like, the fifth time, and you're just thinking, okay, I really don't want to let this person go, but I have to. You know what I'm saying? But I, you're not going mm-hmm. to. And so at the end of the day, you want to retaliate. And that's why it's so hard to forgive because all you're thinking about is consistently doing this in the end. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we need to – we need not to let resentment imprison us. You know, don't let it imprison your life because it's going to destroy you and your relationship. And, I mean, I had to really learn it the hard way. It was a struggle for me to forgive, you know, in my life. And this is not only with relationships, but with siblings and friends and moms, parents, husbands, wives, all of it. It's hard to forgive. Right. But um, tell us, tell us, Wanjan, why do you think it's so hard to forgive? I think um, that it's hard to forgive. You know, it, it just depends on the situation. I think as far as like with some people, you expect a lot of a lot out of them. You know, when they do something that totally shocks you or something that's not their character, or initially you don't know that it's a part of their character. You know, and they do it, it kind of like fucks you up. And that's just something that you're going to always think about. It's going to always be in the back of your mind. And, you know what I'm saying, every little thing is going to trigger that feeling is because it's, I think it's just a total state of shock. Like, I don't, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think people mean to not forgive people, but it's just like, you know, if you, if you fuck with somebody, you know they ain't shit, and then they do something that's really, like, messed up, you know, you just, won't fuck with them. It's not the fact that you, like, you know what I'm saying, don't forgive them or you move past it. But it's, like, somebody that you, like, love and you put, like, pretty much, like, on this pedestal, you know, and they can do nothing mm-hmm. wrong and do something that's, like, totally unex- unexpected, you know, whether it's, like, disrespect you or, you know, infidelity or anything, you know. Yeah. It's going to argue with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you want to take some callers? Yeah, we can take some callers. Um, you all know how we've been taking the calls for the last couple of weeks now. Um, during our calls, we will pick random numbers to speak by stating their area code and the last four digits of their phone number. If you do not want to participate, if your number is called, please stay past on the air, and we're going to just move on to the next number. This is also your time to confess. So we are going to start off with a 919 area code. The last four digits of that number is 9726. Tell us, why is it so hard to forgive? You're in the air. Pass. Okay. Thank you so much. We are going to go ahead with a 414 area code. 8676 is the last four digits of that phone number. Tell us, why is it so hard to forgive? Pass. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take one more call, you all, from a phone for area code. The last four digits of that number is 3887. Tell us, why is it so hard to forgive? I think that's a bad thing. Okay. All right. Well, you guys know what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it's been a crazy day, you know, nobody really feel like talking, and that's fine, you know, but I I do understand why it's so hard to forgive, and all in all, you know, things are crazy, but you know what, since we're not going to have any 
uh, people really speaking like that. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask Jen another question. I've been thinking okay. about this, Jen. Would, it be, okay. would you rather lose all your old memories or never be able to create any new ones? Hmm. Um, I think I would, I would rather lose all of my old memories um, because I, I think you can learn stuff over. Um, and it's, as far as, like, if I'm not able to create any new memories, I don't want to be stuck in the past. I don't want to not know every, every new yeah. person I need in my life, you know. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I agree. I feel like my future is much brighter than my past. Um, I mean, it's only been 25 years, and I feel like I got another 80 to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, over 100 <laughs> years old. That's correct. Um, you know, so I definitely, I feel like all my past memories, I mean, it's a lot of memories. I have great memories, horrible memories, you know, very sad memories. But I feel like all my past memories, they can be depleted. And the new ones, bring them here. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, how about this? Do you have a confession for the night? Um, well, you sound like you have, like, a really big one. So, yeah, I'll go ahead. My confession is. I am getting ridiculous as far as the weight department. Um, I've gained <gasps> 60 pounds. No! Yeah, I've gained no! 60 pounds. Yeah. Wait, like, 50? I mean, you know, I, I used to be really on fitness, but it's just like lately, I, obviously this past year, I've just been really lazy. Like, I it's not like you've been am... complacent. It's not like you sound like Yeah. You know, That's it's what it sounds like. like. I, you know, it's so much going on, I don't be wanting to go to the gym. Like, I don't. Protein is gross. You know, I don't want to swallow a million pills. You know what I'm saying? I don't be want. I don't want to be jittery from taking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Taking pills. So it's just, I'd rather just, you know what I'm saying? Stop, get something to eat, or you know, eat a huge meal at home, and then go to sleep and get ready for class and get ready for work and you know the podcast. And but it's, I think after tonight, I told myself today it's going to be my last day. And I know everybody says that, but it's like seriously, I want y'all to hold me to that. I want y'all to like check in and ask how I'm doing. I'm as far as, as okay, you know, I like no. that. But yeah, it's it's getting ridiculous. I'm two sixty four now, and last year I was two hundred pounds. How much? I'm two hundred sixty four pounds. I said, how much did you last year? <laughs> oh, two hundred, two hundred. Oh, see, I'm still trying to get down to 200 pounds. I mean, you know what, though? The struggle be real sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I gain, lost, gained, lost. Right now I'm in a losing phase. Me and my husband yeah. are working out every day, yeah, five days a week, 4 o'clock every morning, doing our T25. I've been 4 o'clock a.m., and then I, I be at work by 5.30 in the morning time, and I leave at between 3 and 5 o'clock in the evening, so... I mean, my days are extremely full. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead with my confession. I do understand that, though. We, I've been trying to eat healthy, trying to lose weight, trying to work out, but mostly because I'm going to Vegas next month. So I'm, I'm being yes. a fraud, you know. Right, right. <laughs> my confession is crazy. So last night, y'all, well, I just say this. It was late enough for me to be asleep and my son to be asleep. My husband was kind of up still. I'm asleep, you know, and uh, I hear this noise now. I just want to let y'all know, I just got my belly button pierced um, maybe about three or four days ago, three days ago, I believe. So 
I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm asleep and I hear this noise. I don't live in the best neighborhood. I'm thinking of gunshots. My ass flip on my stomach and, and fly off my bed like a damn bat. I'm all over the damn floor. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, I was so damn scared. My husband jumped on the floor with me, looking around like that wasn't that was firecracker. Wasn't it? I'm basing everything off of you, and I'm just discombobulated because I took a damn sleeping pill. So I don't know what the hell is going on. I, <laughs> I hit the floor so hard, I hurt my stomach. I caught a Charlie horse in my leg when I'm on the floor. So I'm going to be trying to bend. If anybody had a Charlie horse in a damn calf, y'all know that shit hurt. And you got to really bend your your calf the opposite way of the muscle spasm for the board to go back right. Then my son comes running up in the room. So I'm on my stomach, on my piercing. My calf is killing me, and my son is running up in my room. My husband's halfway on the floor looking around. It was absolutely horrible, y'all. I wish I would have seen it. And I didn't think the shit was funny last night. When I explained that story this morning to a couple of people, they were cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's hilarious because I always wake up dramatic too. If somebody wakes me up out of my sleep and it's not like my normal life, <laughs> you know, you gotta like tap me. Like and my whole family's like that. Like we all are like dramatic wake uppers, like I don't know, like um a couple of days ago my boyfriend's sister, like she stopped by the house or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, like, knocked out. And I heard the doorbell, and I was like, oh, my ass jumping. I made, like, the most random statement that did not have to do with, like, answering the door. Like, oh, my God. Can you imagine if I was over your house and that, that shit happened with the firecrackers? Me and you both would be all fucked up. <laughs> I mean, can Y'all, you tell somebody wanna... breaking into your house? Like, we'll be dead like that, like... I can imagine the way you were screaming over there when we was on Clyborn when that lady was yep. trying to get in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, please. That was crazy. Please. Yes, y'all. Inside joke. So crazy. Y'all need to make sure y'all tune in next week, everybody. Thank y'all so much for listening. We're going to be back on the air Thursday, uh, July 28th, same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from y'all. We don't get no confessions. Y'all, don't be scared to email us y'all confessions. We know you got some confessions. We know. Yeah. We know. We know y'all got some deep, dark secrets that y'all don't want to tell nobody, (laughs) but you know it's real juicy. So we want to know them. And that's it. We know. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. I know, I know that. Yeah. Right. My nose ain't even that big, but I'm nosy as fuck. I'm trying to let you okay. know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we love y'all. We thank y'all so much for the support. And once again, this is your host, Angel Vondrina. And I'm your co-host, Sean. And you're listening to... Confession Session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see if we can get it, but... One day, one day. We still ain't got it. One day, one day, y'all. Love y'all. Good night. Bye. We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamraz. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. 
And while there are issues we all need to face, we don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4. We are Milwaukee. This is the place we love. I'm Carol Meekins. And I'm Steve Shamrans. It's our job to bring you local news. Even when that news is not good. And while there are issues we all need to face. We don't have to face them alone. We know there are problems to solve. But we'll solve them as a community. Because we are Milwaukee. Where we fight the good fight. And where we don't shy away from the truth. Today's TMJ4.